Hello and welcome to episode 195 of the Drive the Green podcast. I'm your host, Maddie B, joined in Studio K by Bronel Harv and Knoop. On this episode, Roger Sloan joins the boys for the fourth time. Uh, nice to hear from Roger again. We talked a lot about his uh, crazy August run to retaining his PGA Tour card. Um, we talked some other current events like uh, the PGA, how they can maybe change their system to pay play players better, which was very interesting. Uh, he liked the horse race. Bro, no, easy on the spoilers. Easy on the spoilers. Well, yeah, well, I'm just trying to get people to stick around for yeah. it. Well, they will. Uh, Hero World Challenge. We're going to recap that. Pretty eventful Sunday. Um, I'm going to kick the table while we're recording this. Um, we're going to do picks and then QB shootouts back this week. So lots to talk about this week. But before we get into all that, we want to thank our sponsors. First one up, Player Golf, PLYRGolf.com. Use the promo code DRIVETHEGREEN. Our stuff showed up. Actually, on the tags this week, it said Player Athletics. Ah. That's cool. But still PlayerGolf.com, yes. unfortunately. Yep. Uh, or fortunately. Uh, people don't have to find it another way. Yep. Uh, so use that promo code. We're also members of Team Callaway. Um, starting to use them again a little bit, Knoop. Oh, all the new stuff is coming out probably in the next month or so. Sneak peeks. I cannot wait. Yes. Very excited for that and what comes down the pipe with it. Every uh, time you play Sim Golf that we're not here, I'm just adding it in my head for extra strokes for next year. <laughs> it might only equate to one. <laughs> one stroke? In the end. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Churchill boost count went off the rails for me this week. It's holiday uh, party season. Mm -hmm. Season. And uh, yeah, I'm going well north of uh, 100. Let's call it that. Um mm. And lastly, we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, proudly presented by Conexus and Direct West. Good people at uh, Conexus and Direct West. Uh, Who's going first? Real who good. Who is going first with weeks? I will. We didn't even. Well, we. I guess we. We didn't have a Roger week. We had Roger like six months. So we'll get into his too later. Yeah. Okay, you go first. It had to have been longer than six months, didn't it? Uh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah been it's been a while we could look it up but yeah no no need to do that not going to um one thing i didn't do this week was do any christmas shopping i well yeah absolutely fucking hate christmas shopping it's not the 17th I'm, yet why would you be doing christmas shopping it's not so the 23rd the yet <laughs> do you do you 23rd. do all of the sh christmas shopping or does your wife do all of it she does it all but okay. every day she says why do i have to do everything Okay, I had literally had that exact same conversation. But it's oh, yeah. the same every year. I had it right before <laughs> I, I left like home. <laughs> I had it before, literally right before I left home to come to the studio. Was uh, I got a big old reel off of, yeah, I still got to buy for this person and this person and this person. <laughs> All you have to do is buy for me. Yes. Thank you. I said thank you and I left. Uh, yeah. Which it's I mean, I do. I'm not, I am thankful. I'm but pretty sure yeah. my so wife buys all that. the Christmas presents, including her own. Yeah, they're very thoughtful people. I don't do anything when it comes to Christmas. <laughs> That's lucky. Put up the lights. That's it. What about your own parents? No, my my wife does that. Wow. Good for her. <laughs> Trade? So, well, she's just like a online shopping pro. The amount of boxes that show up at her house every day is stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She's doing something. Go off, queen. This Good is your time to yeah. shine. <laughs> Buying for your own parents is one of the hardest things. Yeah. Well, actually, on that note, um, my wife's a liar. Because she doesn't have to buy for my dad because one of the player items we got is too big for me. My dad's getting that for Christmas. Oh, that's lucky. Have, 
Better tell her. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> Dad. Yeah, I bought, a, I bought him a. I bought him a player. Hope he doesn't shirt. listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my dad doesn't listen to this. Anyways, I'm it's not bo- on AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, six twenty. Oldies. Moral of the story is I'm a bottom three Christmas shopper in the whole world. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, as far as my, I can't think last, of any ideas ever. <laughs> one last thought uh, on that. No, sorry. Uh, my dad thinks music stopped being made in like 1977. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's heard a new song past 1977. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. I mean, he's kind of right. I mean, the oldies are still. If they could find a way to play oldies on FM, that would be that would be step one. I don't mind. Light, no way. I don't mind light one, light ninety two. <laughs> That's like nineties, <90s>, man. <laughs> I mean, Sirius XM has That's those old channels. Years ago. Yeah. Uh, also, it's family Christmas picture season, which is a complete shit show every year for us. Anyways, I don't know what everybody else, but you're a winter family picture. Well, group? we kind of do one in each, but she gets this big idea that we got to have one in front of the tree or out in front of the, mm. like, you know, oh, the yeah. lights and all this. We have a four-year-old four and a six-year-old, both boys. What do you expect? Like, what what could possibly go right in that scene? <laughs> Just got to bribe them somehow? I we all, we bribed the shit out of them. <laughs> I feel like that's not the situation you want to catch lightning in the bottle and their behave, though. Like, there's a better situation down the road yeah. that you're going to want them to be on their best behavior for. Yes. This like ain't it. Out in public or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they also don't know how to smile. Like, they just, they have this weird, like, <laughs> Grinch smile. They can't, they don't have, like, a happy medium. It's Where just would like, your boys have gotten the Grinch attitude from? Well, uh, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I told them. Every time oh, we're taking man. pictures, I just say, just don't smile. Yeah, you guys yeah, look, really, really you guys look fucking young, eh? awful. <laughs> they got to watch Steeler games with them. They got to not bottom, smile in pictures. They're bottom five looking kids when they're smiling, but they're <laughs> top five when they're laughing. So they have to be laughing. So they're the cutest laugh. kids on earth when they laugh. I can't make them laugh. They're just too mad that they have to do these pictures. <laughs> Dad's telling them not to yeah, smile. And then smile. It's this weird half grin thing. Anyway, it's not a time to smile. Anyways, good uh, good tangent into the Churchill booze count. Twenty one. Okay. So a week. Three a week or three, three a day. A day. You're three on a day. Well, I don't know because I need eighty seven and twenty six. So that's more than three a day. Yeah, you can do happen? it. I, I mean, got nine thirteen and three thirty nine. I think there's some it is math a big week. not adding up there. Big 80? week. No, that's right. Eighty seven okay. and twenty six. So what is that? Seventy. 78 yeah so it's not that much more than three that's doable yeah that's big hard party coming up this weekend i don't know probably cancel that last minute (laughs) (laughs) do it on your own time (laughs) just did you say 78 and 26 no 87 and 26 26. okay yeah 78 would be three yeah that's why i was i missed that part yeah okay uh who's going next i'll go yeah right uh, actually, single parent again this weekend, but only one kid, the older one, which was fantastic. Oh, my. It was a treat. No wonder you drank all weekend. I know. Played golf <laughs> in the garage. He's hanging out in the house, doing whatever. Comes out on Sunday. Just He's my DJ playing tunes while I'm playing golf. Like It was the best weekend ever. Sleeping in, probably? So what time does he sleep in? Uh, yeah, 7.30, Ooh. 8. So not, not too bad. bad, though. Not bad. 
Um, and he so wakes up than, and asks if you can play video games. You say yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> easy. Yeah. Can I play? See a 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so that and started coaching again. So volleyball. So Sundays, like developmental here with the club in the city. Uh, grade six to eight. So excited to do that every Sunday. Again, here for the next couple months. Are you? Yeah. It's been a good four years since I've done any volleyball coaching. So it's nice to get back into into that. So. Right on. What about Swing Fitness? Uh, yeah, some stuff's going to come out this week. Oh, sorry. Uh, no spoilers. Uh, sorry. We'll talk Wouldn't about Wouldn't want to put week. that on a golf okay. pot, no. though. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> We're going to start that uh, <laughs> middle of January, I think. Got a nice new venue to use. Oh, okay. Things be, are coming on, coming together. Nice. Uh, so, Churchill boost count this week, 13. So, 755 for the year. Whew. Okay. Whew. So, not too bad. Way behind you. Yeah. 755. I mean, everyone eh? knew you were going to be behind him. You tailed off, yeah. <laughs> Who's going, me or you? Uh, you're not a big we'll, back, you're we'll not a big back bang, bang guy. I got, no. I got a pretty big Churchill boost count we can finish with. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, this week, so we had this big plan. We got a dog. Yep. For the kids oh, yeah. for Christmas, and it was supposed to show up on Saturday, and I had all these things to do to get ready for this dog, like this outdoor, like I don't know, dog run piss thing pad. on our de- piss pad on our deck, <laughs> and, also uh, known as a deck, <laughs> outdoor <laughs> piss pad. <laughs> yeah, and it has a whatever that size one. So I, I get that done, but I didn't have it like set up, so it was all done, and then I, I'm actually working on Thursday. And uh, I get a phone call from my wife, and she's like, yeah, the dog's going to be there in like 10 minutes, eh? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's not. She's like, well, I'm at work. Where are you? I'm like, well, halfway to Saskatoon, so. Drop it off. Just the dog's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drop it so off. My parents have to Throw it on the deck. and watch this dog. <laughs> and I get home, and like, I don't know, it's a dog or whatever it is. And my wife was so excited, and then about 2 in the morning, She's like, we're selling this fucking dog because <laughs> it would not settle down at all. And she had to work the next day early. <laughs> it lasted 12 hours. <laughs> not even 12 hours, this thing. But she's come around since. The dog actually is like sleeping good, except all of a sudden my kids are deciding that four o'clock is now time to wake up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. So they're like up at four and like we're trying to train the dog to like sleep through the night and sleep in its kennel and... They just come in and like get it all riled up, and then everyone's up at four, and it's just a disaster. So that's been three nights in a row of that. <laughs> Sounds oh, like no. my family picture yeah. scene. Just a bunch of yelling. Yeah, that's essentially all I did. I mean, coach hockey a little bit, and yeah, dealing with this dog. Uh, well, I thought you just don't even talk about it, like in the group chat or anything. It's just like two days after the dog showed up you're like oh yeah i've got the dog two days ago <laughs> yeah because i've been <laughs> talking about on just the pod. exhausted <laughs> yeah save it for the pod for you guys live reactions uh what uh did you name the dog uh Ginny. Hmm. oh i guess i wasn't consulted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if you uh had tonic your, was taken if, <laughs> if you had uh if you had your option your way what would you call it uh, Alfie, I've been pushing that for two dogs oh, now. Oh, Alfie. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm over two, so. Yeah. You yeah need I won't a, be getting a third dog. You need so. a rat. <laughs> you need a dog that looks like a rat if you're going to name it Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, zero drinks, I think 254 for the year. I think that's right. 
Yeah, we don't know. I we take your remember. word for it. I don't know, it's usually the four, same number. So listen to four pods ago and get the number. Yeah, no, but I just feel like you had, had a couple twos in there. You had a couple beers the other day. One fifty-four. No, it's two fifty-four. It's yeah, got to be two fifty-four. Yep. It's seventy-five one week. Didn't you? <laughs> There's a curve <laughs> happening. Anyone. <laughs> Sorry, we're uh, obviously watching Monday Night Football like we always do. There's a Kurt Warner movie coming I out. Guess yes, so. it looks horrendous. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. Really? Anyway, I think he made it. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Let's make a movie about. I'll probably. I have a passion project I want to make. Oh yeah, what's it about me? I'll probably watch it for those '09 Super Bowl highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Matty B. Uh, me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're getting into uh, the holiday season. And it ramped up in a big way. Had uh, two holiday parties: our hockey team team building holiday party, and then a uh, yep. then baseball wind up. Baseball team wind up in December, a little oh, late. Nice. We Perfect. usually go golfing, but this uh, this year got pushed back a little bit. So enjoyed that. Um, There's a Warrior game last week. Lots of stuff. Did lots of stuff. Oh, bought a new truck. Oh yeah. So riding in a new truck, that worked out pretty well. Uh, so all things considered, uh, lots to celebrate this past uh, week, and that I did. Uh, Thirty-seven for the week. That's a big oh one. My, Yikes. that's a big one. Back to back sixteens Friday Saturday, and snuck Holy. five others in there. <laughs> yeah, hmm. she. Oh. Uh, you might catch me. Seven eighty-three. Nah, you're not catching me. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm, you're keeping up 37. 150, got a chance. 150, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, and then uh, this week's no different. We're taping the pod, beers, uh, hockey game tomorrow, beers. Staff party. I have a staff party. My staff Christmas party is on a Wednesday afternoon. Is that normal? And you guys uh, drink beers? Is Thursday morning no. off? Uh, no, so we leave at 1030. Ten, oh, no, 1030 on Wednesday. Yeah. It's during the day. No Thursday off. Uh, beers still. Um Thursday, I don't think I have anything, so I'll probably only have one beer. Uh, and then Friday and Saturday, two more Christmas parties to attend for beers. Uh, so that's, yeah, luckily, that's the lawnmowers are in and uh, put a few in my pockets when I go to these places. Like, that's the normal thing to do, right? Yeah. yeah. If you like lawnmowers, you put them in your pockets when you go to staff parties. Yep. You know what I was Fantastic. thinking? Back a couple of weeks ago when you said if it was socially acceptable to drink a non-alcoholic beer at, like, the office. Oh, we haven't talked about this, have we? Yeah, but what if you just poured a regular beer into that non-alcoholic beer can? Because it still smells like beer. But that's what I think is maybe the reason why it's frowned upon. But it, that's a really good point, one. Huh. Two, yeah. uh, I don't think we mentioned this, but friend of the pod, Rusty oh, yeah. S., did we talk about it? No, we haven't. He sent us a picture of a guy in a first aid course drinking a Budweiser Zero. <laughs> That's so gutsy. it is acceptable. Gutsy, First sure. aid course. I mean, that guy is failing that. If 50, I mean, years, <laughs> 50 years old plus for sure. He was Two. older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Likes to taste a beer. <laughs> if yeah. you like the taste, this is what you do. Uh, yeah, so we should probably get into Hero for, I don't know, seven minutes and then... Uh, well, there's a few things. Roger. Uh, yeah, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with Carnage on Sunday. Yeah. Morikawa, let's start there. Oh, the all-time choke job? All-time. Just get the dude wipes out of the way right now. It's, well, it's yeah. him. It can't be anyone else. There's only 20 guys playing this week. Yeah. I mean, there was potential for other guys generally doing it, but not in the way, spectacular way yeah. that he did. Especially if you if you went on Twitter on Saturday night, 
You probably thought, why are they even playing on Sunday? Yeah, I wasn't even going to watch. Everyone is the talking five. about, oh, he's five shot, five shot yeah. lead. He's going to be world number one. F- there just was like as fast as Tiger or whatever bullshit they were. There talking was twenty about tweets there. just showing stats of what his numbers were going to be with the win. Yeah. yeah, I mean, granted, he had a five shot lead and yeah. he was playing completely lights out. But then, I think I turned on. I was had it on throughout my day, but the. F- I was just walking out of the hallway into the kitchen. I look over while it's on, and he snap-hooked it pretty much off the side hill lie into the shrubs, immediately gives the tin cup, give me another ball. And it's like, oh, man, this guy's doubling, if not tripling this. And then he hits it to four feet, and I'm like, oh, never mind. He's still going to have a four-shot <laughs> lead. And then he missed the putt and doubled it anyway. And yes. he made a triple. I don't, think, nine. I don't think you can call him the best iron player in the world after some of those shots on Sunday. I think it was just a. It was an outlier. Mm. Those were bad. Like, yeah, there's some bad. Those ones. were bad. Uh, Vic Hovland was. You had talked uh, about him, uh, all the tweets on Saturday about this. Sunday, it was almost the best place to be on Twitter. Seeing all of his the Morikawa, I guess comparisons because he just got engaged, and they're saying, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, those are the best." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. Better pick up a, ja- a gallon of milk on your way home. Where are you? You better not be drinking with the boys. Yeah, I thought like, it was hilarious. Sunday like new dad powers tweets. are way different than newly engaged. Completely opposite. I believe they're I was going to say powers, yes. but they're not powers. It's <laughs> they're hindra- hindrances. <laughs> yeah, hindrances. Yeah. Yeah. Kryptonite. Speed, Ricky. Like it, it all adds up. Yep. Yep. Um, but it is funny though that the the theme of Sunday was how. Morikawa choked and Victor Hovland wins and two guys that have kind of not been compared but not compared but have been and yeah. it's like like let's not sleep on Vic now we never have been no but like t- golf Twitter oh slept yeah slept on yes. him forever yeah mm-hmm. it's like the guy how many times does he need to win to say like I mean it's the re- we got the real deal here and yeah Wolfie's fallen off the, okay. the three-man train. Yeah, he's not even in it anymore. No. So 20 well, years left. Once Vic <laughs> wins a major or a WGC, then he's going to get even more respect, right? Yeah. yeah I, I think, think that's why there's maybe some of that. Does this right count now. as a win? Yeah. Or it doesn't count as a win? Technically, it does, yeah. Well, it does, hey? not really. You don't get any of the PGA exemptions from it. You don't get if two years. Sh- if Scheffler would have won, would he count it? No, it's unofficial. But yeah. for whatever reason, it counts for world golf rankings. Yeah, and his win total—he's up to five wins now. Is what they're saying. You want to hear a, the funnest fact? Yeah. Yes. He's won five times. Four of those times have been in the Western Hemisphere, and he doesn't have one win in the United States. Yeah. Hmm. Mayakoba. Twice. Yeah. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico and this one. Yeah. He's a big. Uh, sunny, sunny skies type of guy. Hmm. Makes sense. Loves the lifestyle. But he's bored in Norway. That also makes sense. <laughs> uh, he also loves animal trophies. <laughs> he does yeah. love animal trophies. Chameleon. <laughs> Get your money on him for the Sony Open. <laughs> it's nice weather over there. Yep. Guy has no shot at a major. Doesn't <laughs> no animals on those trophies. That's true. <laughs> Players, nah. So I mean, that's unfortunate for him. We but said it. You can still have a good season, a good career winning animal trophies. Yep. We said it weeks ago when he won um, last time, but 
Like, there's no way of not liking this guy. There's Everything so much... he does is just so cool. Plus, I'm actually, I like him more, but getting more and more jealous as he gets more and more fit. Like oh, yeah. Now he's starting to, like, be jacked. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. man. And he's he's got the collar open. It's just, like, jealousy factor is getting higher and higher <laughs> for me. Yep. They were joking about him uh, maybe buying some property on that 14th hole because he just already owns it. <laughs> Eagled it three times in one tournament. That has to have happened before. A par four? Oh, maybe not. Not sure. Don't know the answer. Not a par four. Yeah. Well, back-to-back Eagles, too, was, was something. Maybe if the pros played our course. Yeah. I like that this uh, a lot of the stuff that's said on this pod is said uh, – you know, as as off the cuff as it can be, because you could you didn't think of that to research if it's happened before. So unfortunately, we just talk about it. And How do yeah, you, it's probably there happened. was something. There was up. something this year where a guy well, was like nine under Pez. on a par five for yeah. the for the entire tournament. So yeah, I think that was yeah. maybe Kokrak. Canoop usually we need a stats guy. Someone tall. Canoop should be a stats guy. Can you pass me stats guys? Why are you guys going to tell me beforehand? Where's your computer? Yeah, no, you bring your computer and you just clickety clack while we're talking here. Oh, long story. story. Oh, let's hear it. No, wife needs it apparently. Oh, Oh, yep, that's a long one. Christmas shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Stay out of that garage for two hours. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, I don't know if I like this course or I just uh, like that it has like the shrubs that they have to chip out of. Yeah. Like I like seeing that. Reed was chipping out left-handed. I and, thought it was yeah. awesome. That Multiple one times. Brooks had where he just like touched it and it just like rolled down into the fairway. But still, like that's way better yeah. Yeah. than just the I say it all the time, just the loose trees that they just hit yeah. shots and save par. It's like like yeah. the random penalized lies that punish you when you even go the slightest bit off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even really you might long get rough, lucky. This is way better. Probably than that. not. Yeah. 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 Way better. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, make them chip out, and then if they hit a great shot from that chip out, that's a great par. Not just advance to the green and yep. get up and down from everywhere and yep. mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. A uh, couple other ones here. That false front was get, getting some guys, though. On a Sammy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Burns. Tough yep. look. Perfect um, time to bring up Sam. Yeah. I didn't have him on here, but what do you want to talk about? Just that he absolute could. disaster of a hole. Well, yeah. He was going to win the thing, too. <laughs> He was in great position to win that. After you that do event. it, like after you do it once, I have no idea how you can do it three more times. It was four, wasn't it? Three yeah. with Westwood the hybrid. Westwood did that. No, it was when two, he was in contention. He hit the yeah, shot four times. Yeah. Two hybrid fails. Yeah. Wedge fail, then up and over, and one putt. Yeah. I mean, I get the second time because the first time you're like, okay, well, I just hit a little bit harder. It's fine. But then after it, it comes back to your feet the second time, and you're like, oh, like I better shit. switch yeah, clubs. And then, clubs, and then <laughs> he messes that one up. I don't get I guess the, all the thought There were some bad work. shots this week. Yeah. Morikawa. Sunday, there was lots. Well, even, I think the dips. worst one Morikawa did was that flub chip. Yeah. Like that one. You don't see feet. that very often. No. But again, it's no. a 20-man tournament, so they show as many shots as they yeah. can. You, you got to see it. I'm surprised the the uh, director didn't, the producer just didn't Cut it out. say, yeah, no, we're not showing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Jordan Spieth uh, finished dead last. Made 100K. Four penalty strokes didn't help. 
bunch yeah. of penalty strikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who posted? You just can't quit cheating. <laughs> but still, that as dumb as the D block one is, like that's dumb that they did that. But whatever they as were laughing group. about yeah. it. Whatever. The other one is way worse. Yeah. What was the other one? He like accidentally made his ball move when he lined up to it, which now isn't a stroke, isn't a penalty, but you have to replace it. it. And he didn't. So he just like nudged it accidentally and then he just hit it from there. Mm. So that's on him. In theory, though, like if you like drive a par four and then you just like accidentally nudge it (laughs) towards the pin and then just tap in from there and take your par (laughs) because he didn't replace it, then it's only two strokes. Wouldn't you prefer to put it back and try maybe, to make birdie? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe you don't trust yourself. That's like that, I guess, real, I think it is, where the guy tees off in front of the tee box and he puts it right beside the hole, takes his two-stroke penalty and gets a birdie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Which, but ridiculous. I yeah. just saw that for the first time, like, a few The weirdest ago. thing with is this tournament old? is... Yeah, yeah so. that's old. Fourth place to 20th place is only separated by 14000 bucks. Serious? Yeah. Fourth? Fourth gets 114. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. No. 135 for fourth. 114 for seventh. But still. Still In comparison, yeah. Yeah. And the winner gets a million. Weird tournament. This is the weirdest tournament. Um, What else? We should talk about Tiger. I think he was there. (laughs) I didn't see him. (laughs) He was on Ah, the range, I guess. I'm so torn on this, and I said it the last time, too. It's like... On one hand, I like to see him getting back into it, but I absolutely despise how much I have to see it. Like, like I like to see it. I almost wish there was like a, I could set my Twitter feed to only showing like one video, mm-hmm. like a video once. Yep. Yeah, because like I can't take I can't take thirty seven reactions about the same thing. Yes. Like it's just you should, you should be able to like turn off quote tweets. Mm. Oh, just of that. original. Oh, yeah. that's of smart. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you just see the video and it's like, turn off quote tweets. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't need everyone being like, it. the goat or well, I mean, once this brought tears to my eyes. Once or you see it. Boner you... alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever Riggs said. Yeah. 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 The, three, the three droplet yeah. emojis. Once you yeah. see it, you could mute Tiger. You can go in and like mute certain words, right? Yeah, but that's, that's true. just so much effort. That's a lot. Yeah, because then yeah. you got to turn it, it back. After. Yeah, turn it back on, or maybe just commit to it. You also had that yeah. press conference this week, where he answered or didn't answer questions. No mm-hmm. one asked him the tough questions, but yeah. he did a good job of uh, happy as pushing back. those w- anything, aside. Yeah. I'm curious when he will come back. Well, that's what they're saying. Is he going to play the PNC with yeah. this kid? Because he can he's ride in a play. cart or something. Yeah, he's he's playing Augusta. I'm pretty sure. Maybe he'll. Maybe you'll qualify for the adaptive US Open. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do those count as a no, I guess it wouldn't. <laughs> I was looking into what the requirements were and like a physical impairment counts. So if his leg is as bad as it is <laughs> I guess. But that's an amateur tournament, right? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. You take a note of the time to cut that out? Or yeah, <laughs> I did. 20, 27.40. <laughs> well, I'm already going. We want to circle back to Colin Morikawa getting engaged? <laughs> Are you calling that an impairment? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I won't go down what I was going to call it. But uh, Tony Finoff finished seventh. Um, but the big thing is Caddy couldn't make it this week. So we had a guest caddy on the bag who was Ryan Smith, owner of the Utah Jazz and worth $1.5 billion caddying for him. That's fun news. Huh. I, I wonder if he got paid. It would have been cooler if it was actually the Ryan Smith. but Who's the Ryan Smith? Like the Oilers Ryan Smith? Yeah. I went to, we went to university with the Ryan Smith too. Yeah, I know. But it's a common name. It's up there with but the, one of the most. Everyone knows who the Ryan Smith is. But yeah, anyways. That guy who cried when he got traded to the Islanders? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That Harv's guy. back. He's back in a big way. <laughs> Guy's tired and he's on fire. Roger got him warmed up, did the interview. Before. Oh, wait. And then, yeah, I had uh, Scheffler written down here. We kind of talked about it already. Would it have been something if he got his first win at this unofficial tournament? Yeah. If he finally broke through, but and it wouldn't really count. Yeah, yeah. This does, this would. I mean, count. it doesn't really matter for that guy. It's not like he's going to be flirting with his tour Only card being win. gone, yeah, yeah. right? No, he's going to win. A, he's going to win soon. Yeah. And the last one I had on here is uh, Tyrrell Hatton. Could have been shots of the week for someone, but the, he hit that one over the water. Onto the oh game. yeah. Mm. And I think Spieth it went over the water and too didn't this even get that wet when nope. he did it. A couple drops. Yeah. Yep. It's a good shot too. That's all I had for Hero World Challenge. World Challenge. Right. Any aces? Not that I could find. No Canadians? No birthdays? Uh, yeah, birthdays. Harry Higgs turned 30. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. right, right. And Lee Trevino turned 82. Um, in the group, Shoot someone said this was the best quote. What was that in reference oh, to? Oh, his one iron. Oh, no. I thought it was the Grizzly Adams did have a beard uh. quote. <laughs> If uh, what is it? If you uh, don't want to get hit by lightning, just hold up a one iron because yeah. even God can't hit a one yeah. iron. Something yeah, like that. It's a top yeah. five quote ever in golf. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, shots of the week, I guess. Yeah. Shots of the week, right? I'm I already got two the, wipes out of the I'm way, taking so. the easy way out. Hoblins, uh, splashing bunker eagle. <sighs> that was gonna be mine. Uh, yep. Well, you already got low hanging patents. fruit for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mine's the only shot that I saw all week. Oh wow. <laughs> one, so uh, you had a weekend to yourself. Yeah, and I didn't so even watch TV any golf. And <laughs> an extra TV. Just and banging his... balls into a screen <laughs> for well, hours Tucker a day. had sports as well going on, so running around doing that, playing golf, and I didn't watch a shot. Only, Except for that one. The only one shot was, I believe it was Morikawa on 18 for Saturday out of the bunker. The one he oh, yeah. just like, cut the legs out Short-sided, of. Short-sided, like, yeah. ridiculous bunker shot. Yeah. That was the best shot of the feet, week. Probably. Two feet. There were a bunch of dunks, like for. Berger uh, had a good one. That was a nice little saucy dunk. Yeah. Saw highlights, mm-hmm. lots mm-hmm. of highlights, but. Uh, and I mean, dude wipes. We don't need to bring up. Nope. Already talked about it. Uh, he dirty. There's actually three quick hits. Okay. First one, the USGA announced that there's an adaptive <laughs> US Open. <laughs> good tie-in. Uh, uh, all right, next. Yeah, so that's for any impairment. With any impairment. Whether that's physical or mental or whatever. Uh, next, Sunshine Tour, the South African Open happened. Uh, right. Won by uh, Danny Von Tonder. Oh, yeah. Was that guy? Remember that yeah. name? Yeah. Yep. It's a big old, big old trophy. Not quite the big old bastard, but like it's had a few like rungs of winners. So clearly, a, a I like those. Older, like older Stanley turn. Cup. Yep. And they'll eventually have to take off ring. 
Yep. And next, uh, last one, ESPN Plus deal with the PGA Tour was announced. So apparently there's going to be three times as much coverage this upcoming year as there was the past year. And they'll have four different types of streams. You can't see every shot, but they're basically going to do what like TSN does for the Masters. They have feature group, feature yep. hole. Um, marquee group, mar- featured holes, uh, main regular feed. main feed, yeah. and another one. Nice. Uh, so they're go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say biggest news: the coach, one of the hosts, Coachman. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Former nice. podcast, former huh. guest, one of the early ones. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. I still well, don't think it's going to happen. They're somehow, saying but. so. They would have had eleven hundred hours of coverage before. So now they're going all the way up to forty three hundred hours total. What that's saying. aggressive so we'll see we will definitely see so they're saying 28 events will be full four days of coverage um like harv had said main feed marquee groups featured groups and featured holes and then once uh network coverage starts then it's going to go down to two featured groups and two featured holes which sucks because then as i was reading that article to start with they had talked about having the main feed and I always thought that that would be the best idea is to have that main feed in that app. So you could still watch it through there, but still through that same bod- broadcast group. But it, that doesn't look like that's going to happen. No, so. they're going from something like two, like two cameras they used to have to like 16. Yeah. And like a crew of like 22 to like 130 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Really? So their first full, that's crazy. Their first full event will be, what the hell was it? The Palm Springs tournament, I believe, American Express. Yep, that's what it is. Um, so, we'll see how it goes. Yes. Yeah, that's it for news. Can't All wait. Right. Roger time. Yep. Uh, yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, Roger Sloan joined the crew for the fourth time in our existence. Got to meet a uh, new guy there. Uh, so, he got deep on some things. Yeah. He's aging like fine great. wine. He's yeah. He's getting better every time every he comes time. on. Every time. Yep. Canoop like even looking? said it himself. <laughs> yeah. He's and he's he's going to he's going to win a, tur- a PGA golf tournament soon. So uh enjoy our interview. We'll be back after Roger made picks for the QBE and we'll make ours afterwards. Enjoy. All right, Maddie B here with Bronel Canoop, Harv, the whole crew's here and for the fourth time on this show, Roger Sloan, our good friend joins us. Thanks for thanks for hopping on once again, bud. Yeah, no problem, boys. Good to be on. Yeah, so things uh, were we kind of caught you in a little bit of a lull for the the PGA Tour. So uh, the last time we uh, connected, oh, that would have been months ago. So we got to start with uh, low hanging fruit, and that is uh, the celebration that occurred when you were able to uh, to secure your PGA Tour card yet again. So talk us through that uh, those last few weeks leading up to it, and then you know the the relief I guess that comes with uh, locking up that card one more time. Yeah, it was, um, last season was interesting. I played well all year, all year. I played really well. I was putting myself in contention so many times throughout the course of the year, whether it was on Saturday or Sunday, at some point, always in the top 20, not always, but regularly in the top 20. And then just, you know, for some stupid, silly reason, you know, I just find myself finishing 25th or 35th or 45th. Um, you know, the last couple of holes, just not going, going, accordingly um so it's pretty easy for me to just kind of stay patient knowing that i was playing that well Uh, i just knew good results were going to come it was just a matter of a few putts falling on the weekend but 
I definitely <laughs> left it a little later than I would, would have liked. Cause, <laughs> you know, I think I had five events left and it's closing in, you know, guys are playing well and that number just keeps, you know, getting further and further away to lock up the card. So, um, you know, heading into the last, yeah, was it three or four events? You know, I went into Minnesota, played really well on Thursday, put ourselves in contention for the entire week. Um, ended up, I think, bogeying my... I had made a double bogey on 12 and then a bogey 17 on the back nine on Sunday. Again, and just another in contention and just kind of sliding out. I finished 16th, but you know, yep. we're talking about like 65 holes. I was within one or two shots of the lead. Um, just, it was a good solid week. That was the week that I actually, you know, driving to the airport, I was super bummed, you know, you just missed a great opportunity to put some points on the board and I finished the back nine the way I did, but, I was driving to the airport. I still remember it. And, uh, I was just like, you know what? I just proved to myself this week that it's not, if I'm going to win, it's just, it's a matter of when I'm going to win, you know, and to be in contention for that long in the tournament, you know, it, things are going to turn around on, on Sundays for us. And then I think I went into the very next week, which is in Reno. And on Sunday we had a phenomenal round. I finished sixth and I was able to take that momentum into the Wyndham championship. Um, and knowing I needed to finish 19th or better, yeah. I mean, I just plotted my way around the golf course and ended up, you know, at the <laughs> finishing in, or being in that playoff, coming up a little bit short as, you know, Kiz was victorious there. But, you know, what a cool experience being in that six-man playoff. A little bit of an icing on the cake for me because I locked up my card and I was able to go to New York the next week for the first playoff event. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good summer. And, uh Man, I don't really want to wait that long to play that good <laughs> no. great golf, but I mean, super, super, super cool summer for us for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely an amazing run at the end there. How often do you think about that uh, playoff at the Wyndham, like daily, weekly, hourly? Um, you know what's funny is I was in that playoff, and it's a gong show. I mean, it's mayhem. Okay, so yeah, yeah, got um. Scott misses the shorter, short one just to even force the playoff, right? Who missed it? Scott missed that like three footer. Oh, that was in the first playoff. First oh, yeah. playoff. yeah. Was it Russell Henley? So Russell Henley had the lead Russell that Henley day. Missed Honestly, it. Honestly, going around, he, yeah, he was like three or four strokes, you know, ahead for most of the day. Yeah. Um, and then he missed that short putt on 18 to get into the playoff, which if there was going to be seven guys in that playoff, they were going to go off in two groups which I think would have been catastrophic for the viewership. Yes. I mean, two, yep. two, yeah. you know, we saw that in the Olympics, right? When they were playing off for that third, the gold or the bronze medal or whatever. I don't know if you all watched that, but it was yeah, terrible. We did, yeah. Two groups going out. Nobody knows what's going on. It was just, so when Russell Headley missed that putt, you know, it was confirmed the six of us were going to go. So I'm standing on the tee box in the first hole and we got master's champion, Adam Scott. We got player's champion, Siwoo Kim. We got... Who else do we have? We have Kevin Na, who I mean, obviously he's got an amazing, had an amazing career. Um, gosh, who else was in that playoff? So and then you got World Golf Championship winner Kevin Kisner, mm -hmm. uh, and then you got the guy that has the lowest round ever in a major, and Brendan Grace, and then you got little Canadian boy Roger Sloan <laughs> <laughs> racing everybody with his presence. Um, I was just like, it was pretty cool. I was like, look at these guys; they have amazing careers and. I have no idea who I am. So let's go out and do something silly. Um, you know, and I almost made that putt on the first, the first playoff hole, obviously yep. I got hit it close, missed it. Um, you know, 
lost in all that translation was the phenomenal up and downs by everybody else. Cause Adam yeah, Scott and I yes. were the only ones that hit the green regulation and everyone I'm sitting there walking up to the green going, I bet you Adam Scott and I are the only ones that actually make par because all of these guys have insanely hard up and downs mm-hmm. and they all got it up and down, which was absolutely mind numbing. So we all go back to the 18th tee and, and it's absolute mayhem because um, you can't see it on, on camera, but you know, there's nobody notifying us like who's playing, like who's away. So you have like caddies yelling across the fairway because some guys blow it right. Some guys are left. Some guys are in the middle of the fairway and just caddies are yelling 172, 171, 168. <laughs> and then down there at the bottom of the hills, Adam Scott was like 138 because he just absolutely <laughs> throttles it. So uh, it, it was mayhem, but it was really cool. Yeah, so, I guess uh, everyone, everyone though did get to see, uh, well, in those last three weeks, a lot of you on camera and got to maybe fall in love with the little shimmy shake that happens when you line up every putt. <laughs> I, I, it had it had the people talking for sure. Hey man, you got you just got to shake it out a little bit, you know, you gotta loosen it up. <laughs> Have to, yeah. So I was gonna say, uh, we might on camera, we might not have been able to see the the caddies yelling at each other, but. Were you able to watch it back and see how dirty they did you with the shot tracer on the second playoff hole? Man, I got more text messages about that than I did about my good play. <laughs> I mean, everyone's like, oh, and the stories I get from all the guys, you know, here in Houston, I get to play golf with all these guys. Oh, man, I had a heart attack. And oh, it was just like, that was that they did do me pretty dirty on that one. Yeah, it was, uh, we were watching it live and we we're just like, I don't think it was that bad. And then all of a sudden it cut to it and it's right down the dick. And it's just like, Oh, I absolutely, I absolutely tattooed that drive. I mean, just, (laughs) Oh, it was probably one of the best drives I've ever hit in my life, to be honest with you, considering the circumstances. And then John Tracer has me (laughs) hitting a, probably a tee shot like you boys would hit. (laughs) Not situation. Absolutely. Confirm or deny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So obviously uh, leads you into, you know, Let's you secure your card and, and start off, get a, I think a couple events in here to start the year, including one over in Japan. What was that? Uh, what was that experience like? Heading over I was there? excited. Yeah, I was excited to go to Japan. I mean, it, kind of an opportunity you can't pass up because, you know, they pay for your travel over there. They take care of your hotel. Um, you know, it's only 78 guys. There's no cuts. You're going to make some money. You're going to put some FedEx Cup points on the board. Um so it's an opportunity, you know, and to go overseas. I've never played overseas before, to be honest. I've never played in Europe. I've never been to Asia. So cool opportunity to go over there to Japan. It fit well in the schedule. Really enjoyed my time over there. I think it's a great culture. I would definitely love to go back. It was challenging that week in the sense that there was some pretty severe COVID protocols in order to allow us to play over there. You know, right. it, was, it was hit. Or, it was like 50-50 whether they were going to, you know, have to have it back in the U.S. again. Those who really wanted to have it in, in, in Japan. And, uh, we were in lockdown, man. It was, uh, it was hotel and golf course and that was it. And so we had like a backdoor entrance from the hotel. We had no access to the lobby or any of the restaurants or any of the convenience stores in the, in the hotel, Hmm. um, security everywhere, like every corner of the hotel, you know, every level of the lobby at the elevators, anywhere that you might not be able to go. There was a security guard there making sure that we were in line. Um, and so, you know, they had X amount of shuttles. You could only have one player and, and that caddy or in their caddy in the, in the shuttle. And oh, so, wow. you know, you go downstairs, you get in your shuttle and you go to the golf course. Once you got to the golf course, you're able to do your thing. 
couldn't go outside of the ropes. We couldn't go into any of the merchandising tents to buy any of the, uh, you know, merchandise to bring home, which kind of sucked. I would have liked to have bought some, I couldn't even buy a souvenir for my kids. Jeez, Get back in the shuttle. You would, you would you go back to the hotel and then it's up the elevator and it's back into your room. And I'm telling you, hotel rooms in Japan are not staying. It's not like you're staying at the Fairmont downtown. Um, yeah. You, so, take the good, you take the good with the bad. You get those, no cut and all the points and everything, but at the same time, you don't get to see any of Japan. It's not a trip whatsoever. It's just no, you get to see, my next yeah, you get to see Japan at all. And I think the thing by the end of the week, you're there for an entire week. You're on a completely different time zone, so it's not like I can talk to my family at you know seven o'clock at night. You know they're all sleeping. Um, at the end of the week, it felt like you were in prison a little bit. To be honest with you, and I was joking with a bunch of the guys. A bunch of the guys were like, "Man, it feels like we're in prison." Like, you know, we get off the elevator and it's like, "All right, back to our cells." Uh, <laughs> How was, long did it take you to start feeling like you got rid of that kind of jet lag? It probably wasn't know. until Friday, Thursday, or Friday. So, well, I caught the charter. So a lot of guys, I, I didn't play the CJ Cup, which was in Vegas. So, but I caught the charter that flew out of Vegas to. To, to Tokyo we left Sunday night at around 11 o'clock at night and then you get in at like three in the morning Tuesday morning which is not ideal it's not an ideal yeah. you know you'd want to get in at Sunday morning and then you'd, you'd probably be adjusted by Tuesday or Wednesday but you know again getting a chartered flight over there kind of worth it kind of have to take that yeah we were joking around like oh Roger got his card he's going to Japan, he's going to Mexico, like he's just on vacation right now. Sounds yeah, like one I guess we were wrong. <laughs> no, I guess that's... Hey, life, life on the PGA tour. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, the fall's actually good. It falls a good schedule. You start in Napa and then you go to Vegas. You get great weather in Vegas. Yeah, you get, you know, Japan, Mexico, Sea Island. Right. Um, it's it is, it's a pretty lax couple months on the PGA tour. You start in January, you go to Hawaii, which obviously is great. Then you kind of go to California and you can have some fun in Palm Springs and Pebble Beach. And then all of a sudden Phoenix is kind of when PJ Tour starts. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, you know, now we're now we're here to play golf. And then the Florida swing starts, Texas swing starts. And, uh, you know, you're not going to all these super awesome places and join your week. It's it's now now we're business. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of which, uh, obviously we're in that, that bit of a break right now. What is your, uh, what have you been up to in this, uh, during this break and what is your immediate schedule after it look like, or you kind of mentioned it a little bit there, but I would assume uh, he's been in Hawaii. man. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, this is the time of year. I, I kind of refer to it as the hit and giggle season. Just yeah. play a little golf with the boys, make a little cash. Um, <laughs> you know, it's what we do. Give them eight strokes, take all their money. Um, <laughs> How many do they ask for? Do they ask for more than eight? You know what? I got a couple of guys I should be giving 12 to, but their egos won't, let, won't you know, they're oh, really? ah, give, oh, give me 10. And I'm like, all right, well, going to a nice Thanks. dinner tonight. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. You know, that's what I love about golf. Like, that's honestly what I really love about golf is like, you can play with anybody, right? Like, like, can you just like, Hey, let's go play hockey with Connor McDavid. No, you're not, you're not going to be able to play hockey with Connor yeah. McDavid. You're going to be able to play football, Tom Brady, not a chance, you know, but Hey, you know what? We can roll out with a PGA tour golfer and a, and a guy that shoots a hundred and you guys can have fun and, you know, shoot the breeze and, and have a good time. So that's honestly what I really like about golf. So that's why I enjoy this time of year. 
get to play with a bunch of buddies, play with, you know, have a couple of sponsor obligations you got to fulfill. But other than that, just, you know, like I said, hit and giggle, have some fun, you know, play golf like one of the boys again and uh, take a little bit of time, time off, but, you know, then gear up, build it back up so that when we're going to Hawaii, we're ready to go. Yeah. yeah and obviously left out film, film a special for uh golf channel and do that type of stuff. Right. Yeah, that was cool. They, um, the PJ tour kind of wanted to highlight a little bit something about us. So we're like, man, you know what, what everybody does is when they do those things, they're like highlight, you know, here's my cars, here's my boat, here's my amazing house. And we were like, you know what, like, you know, what's missing on the PJ tour are stories about normal dudes, normal dudes that live normal lives. Right. Like I feel like everything you hear is so sensationalized, right? Like, I mean, these guys are flying private jets and they're driving their fancy cars and you just, a lot of people can't relate to that. But I think we live a pretty modest lifestyle, you know, where we're at here in Houston. So we're like, let's, let's kind of showcase that. So we showcase, you know, we wanted to show that, you know, we're kind of the family guy, you know, we're family orientated and we love hanging out with the kids. That's kind of what occupies our time so much right now. And then we kind of obviously started off with a little bit of a little bit of the vino. We got into the grape juice a little bit. That's kind of <laughs> been something that's been picking up passion of mine. So, so is that all knowledge that you, you know, off the top of your head or was someone feeding you those lines? <laughs> Which lines on the vino? Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been fortunate. I've been able to create some pretty good friendships with people out in Napa. And so they definitely have been helping me, uh, learn about wine and, uh, you know, my palate is expanding and I'm starting to learn a little bit more. So it, it's neat. Um, and it's kind of a cool little hobby to get into. So it's yeah. not just Wayne Gretzky and Mike, Weir ice wine anymore for you. eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Us, eh, Rod? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that, that was actually a good point that you made there about, uh, you know, everything's a little sensationalized and, and kind of, talking more about you know let's say the the real guys on, on the tour um a lot has been made over the last little bit here in stories coming out of how difficult it is to to make it and and some of these stories where if you're on a you know a mini tour working your way up it's next to impossible to to make any money on those tours and i guess we've talked a little bit about it of you know a lot of these people maybe should know what they're getting into and do they, did they not know that? What are your kind of thoughts on just those types of stories and what it takes to get up there? Is it something that when you, when you kind of took on this, you expected that if I'm, if I work hard, sometimes things aren't going to work out and you just got to stick with it. It's a good question. Actually. I, um, I think everybody knows what they're getting themselves into. There's, there's really no money in it. Um, so what a lot of guys do, you know, they, you know, they kind of fundraise or something and they, you know, either have one or two or maybe multiple people that kind of donate some money or, or have some type of a payback structure on the money. Um, just to kind of give yourself a little bit of equity so that you can kind of finance your year because it is, it's expensive to travel. It's not like you just get to play in your backyard all the time. You're always have travel expenses. And they'll start mounting up entry fees, the mini tours, you know, some of these mini tour events, you're paying $1,200, $1,400 just to play in the event, you know, um, for me personally, I don't know. I've, I kind of, what I say, self-financed my career, you know, I, I kind of went to my dad. We didn't have any opportunities or knew anybody with deep pockets. So 
you know, what my dad did is we just took out a second loan on the home and uh, we were able to get $50,000. And I kind of said, you know what, I'm going to use this $50,000. I'm going to give myself three years. I'm going to lose money, but we're going to see how long we can stretch this $50,000 because I'm not planning on making $0. I'm obviously going to make a little bit of money playing on the Canadian tour or something like that. Right. We'll see how long we can stretch this money. I'm going to give myself a three-year window and then I'm going to reassess myself and say, Hey, do I have a hat? Have I, am I developing in to where I can legitimately pursue my, my dreams in the same breath? I also had a very strong belief in myself. I knew, I just know deep down that, you know, if I put my mind to something, I can do it, you know, within, within reason, right? Like, I'm not going to sit there and say, I'm going to be an NBA star because, you know, I'm six foot two and I can't jump. So, uh, you know, you you have to be realistic with it, but you know what? I'm realistic. And I was like, you know what? I have a great talent to play this game. I love the mental aspect and how I can just bear down and, and it really challenges me to be the best that I can be. And I knew that if I just really was disciplined and committed myself to it, that I was going to be successful. I, I just had that underlying, you know, sense of belief in myself. So I went off and, and, and it was cool. It was self, self-funding my career. I think I had a little bit better appreciation of, of what I needed to do. So I remember on the Canadian tour in the first couple of events, it's like, okay, we're going to add up our travel expenses. This is how much it's going to cost me to drive or fly to Fort McMurray. This is how much it's going to cost me to be in a hotel room. Am I going to have a roommate or am I going to go solo? This is how much my food I'm going to budget for the week. I'm going to have to pay a caddy 300 bucks. Entry fee is like 400 bucks. So I'm in it for 1800. Let's say I'm in it for 1800 bucks. I knew, okay, well, I need to make, need to make money. So I need to make 1900 bucks, 1900 bucks at that time was maybe like 21st. So let's say just 20th position. So I knew starting the week, all right, we just got to finish 20th or better. And we're going to make a little bit of cheese. Right. So, you know, that was kind of how I approached my first couple of years was I wasn't necessarily out there to win, but I was out there to, um, just be the best that I could be. So when I tee up on Thursday, I make a double bogey. It's not, okay, well, you know, maybe you shoot 40 on the front nine. Oh, we can't win this week. It's no, now we need to bear down and we need to, we need to do this so that we can finish 20th or better. I didn't always do it, but shoot, it just gave me that, it gave me that drive to, you know, never give up. And I think that's, you know, I always say it's a little bit of the Canadian in you, right? I don't, you know, Canadians are never shy about a little bit of a challenge, you know? So you know, we're hard workers, we're blue collar and, uh, man, just put your nose to the grindstone and keep going. That's right. And I don't think any of these articles had, uh, Canadians, uh, highlighted in them. So it definitely fits that, uh, Uh, mode. (laughs) Absolutely. So, uh, you had a little bit of downtime here. Did you get a chance to watch the hero world challenge or not much? I mean, no, only thing I saw were like some highlights yesterday of guys making some absurdly large numbers. Like, yeah, Bur- Burns had a tough hole and Burnsy, holy, <laughs> Burnsy had a phenomenal drive, and then he just decided to chip it five times before one putting. Yeah, it was pretty insane to watch that happen. Morikawa had a tough day too. But three yeah. times, three times with the with the hybrid there before he realized uh, maybe I'll go up, and then nope, not that either. Yeah, just. Not have you ever have you ever teed off on the wrong tee box either? That ever happened to you? I have never had that happen. 
nor do I ever see that ever happening. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how it could happen on tour. I'm going to reserve my smart Alec comment for a, for a, a private setting. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got, we got two T markers. Yeah. Granted they're on that, 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 that hole. I understand that, but they angle the T markers towards the target. And so it doesn't take a brain surgeon to find out that these T markers are angled 400 yards to the right maybe he's doing all his practice rounds on like just local municipal courses <laughs> speed and they don't get that i mean what it shows you is what it shows you is those guys were having a real good time after the rounds <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean 100k just to show up why wouldn't you right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah well it leads into the qbe this week if you if you were playing in the qbe ever who would you take as your partner if you could have your choice um ooh, good question you know it's Corey connors is a good pick he's playing this week he is playing this week uh, he's, got, he's got that new dad power too you know so yeah yeah that's something that's actually like that. something. it's a thing it's 100 percent a thing 100 percent a thing yeah and who's he got gmac this week yep, yep. yeah nice i mean yeah. that's a don't sleep on him i mean I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't know anything about the QBE shootout. I've never watched it. I didn't even know that Greg Norman was behind it until like a month ago. It's not many do. Not many do. <laughs> it's a scramble, yeah. isn't it? One day. Yeah, it is one day. One day's a scramble. Yeah. Three day scramble alternate and modified it's alternate. It's gonna be uh, and, uh, best speaking ball, best of ball. Greg Norman. What are your thoughts oh, on that league? There you go. <laughs> what What are my thoughts on the Super League? Yeah. <laughs> I've shared, I've shared some good conversations with some guys, some guys that have been obviously approached by them. Um, I think the consensus on tour is they are glad that this has kind of formed because it's forced the hand of the PGA tour to finally um, pay, pay the big guys and pay the, all the PGA tour guys. If you think about it, we're a global sport. I mean, you watch, you watch the PGA tour in how many countries across the world and your guy that finishes 125th will make a million dollars right around a million dollars. Okay. The average salary of the top 125 major league baseball players is at $15.8 million. Now, now granted that's the average, but I guarantee you 125 is North of $6 million. Um, you know, you talk, take the top 125 NHL, you know, you can just go down all the leagues and all these guys are making a whole lot more cash and they're sitting there saying, yeah, but look, you know, they're, you know, their market, you know, there's so much more market share with, with football and, and baseball. And I'm sitting there going golf's global. And everyone's sitting there saying golf is global. You, you know, you go all over the world. They know who Tony Finau is, right? You go into some of the other countries, they don't know who Patrick Mahomes is. Right. So you know, there's arguments and I think a lot of guys are like, you know, finally the PGA tour now is really, you know, lit a fire under them to start elevating purses and elevating opportunities for guys to make a little bit more money and kind of be on a little bit more level playing field with the major sports within the United States. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this thing's going to take off or not. I think there's guys, you know, you mentioned earlier, a guy like Graham McDowell, perfect, perfect opportunity for a guy like that to go, you know, make some, make some cash and sail off into the sunset. Um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to keep, you know, they're, they're saying, well, these guys can't play on the PGA tour if they go play in that, or they can't play in European tour events if they go play in that league. 
I don't see that. I haven't heard what the master's stance is on it or the USGA's stance is on this. Um, you'd like to think that they probably support the PGA tour, but how do you stop guys? Dustin Johnson, recent champion. If Dustin Johnson goes over and play is Augusta going to sit there and say, Hey, DJ, sorry, you can't defend your title or come back as a past champion. I don't foresee that happening. So I think those guys are still going to be able to play in the major championships. I don't know what's going to go on with this. You know, I, I, I heard a little bit of the structure as to what's going on and how much these guys are going to get paid. And it is ridiculous. And so I would find it very hard for a lot of those guys to turn it down just because they can't play in a PGA tour event, you know, going forward. So it's, we'll see where it goes. So you said you've chatted with some pros. Do you, without naming any names, do you have some guys that, that you know that would probably go? Yes. Yeah. So how does the, how would you like to see the PGA tour like compete with that? Is it bigger purses, but the same style where there's a cut and only 70 people are in the money? Or would you rather see like a guaranteed money thing with smaller purses and so, then you're playing off for that. What we've seen is an immediate response from the PJ tour is our purses are going up. Like as we speak, you know, they're announcing every week that this person's gone up, this person's gone up. I've heard, you know, the player championship's going to be $20 million. And I've heard that the major championships are going to be north of that. And I've heard by the end of 23, so give it a year and a half, we're all, every single purse is going to be at $10 million. So that's a substantial increase because a lot of times we're playing for six to $7 million, which is a lot of money, but to increase that to 10 is a significant increase. Personally, I've kind of been, you know, I've, I have this own little idea that I've had. Um, and I think it's kind of cool and, you know, there's probably holes in it, but my idea behind it is what let's, let's completely scrap the, purse that we play for every single week okay completely scrap it we're not playing for any money any week so let's say you finish and what we're going to do is we're going to structure it in such a way that based on your performance of the previous year you get to sign with the pga tour for a yearly salary okay so let's just say you finish 125th on the season and now the pga tour is going to sign you for the next year they're going to say well based on your value we're going to give you 1.4 million dollars you know, maybe a little bit of social media presence will give you $1.5 million. Dustin Johnson wins the FedEx cup. Hey, DJ, you're a big dog. We're going to sign you to $35 million because of that for the next season. Okay. Now your eligibility continues to remain the same. You know, we're not going to change any of that. So if you win a tournament, you get two years, but that second year is based on what you finished on the previous FedEx cup point. Now the FedEx cup, point list now is worth so much more because that's the only thing you're playing for. So, you know, you roll into Charlotte and you're at the Wells Fargo championship. Yeah. You're not playing for $12 million that week, but you're playing for FedEx cup points and you're trying to accumulate as many points as you can get into the playoffs again, accumulate as many points as you can. So that next season you can sign for, you know, more or less money. So it's, you know, you, you basically be deferring your, your, your payment for a year because it's based on how you're playing but it incorporates a little bit more of that guaranteed money structure. And then there's no reason for to pay us, you know, each individual week in, in my opinion. So kind of restructure it a little bit more. And then you can, then you, you don't have to do this pip thing either. Like get rid of this pip, get rid of the $50 yeah, million. It's an absolute. Perfect. I was, I was going to ask you, I was going to say, if you're commissioner for a day, what are you going to change? And I think you just laid out a few, few things right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like pay these guys up front, right? Like pay everybody up front. You have a, 
if you, you can even modify it, I, you know, I can jump on board with, okay, modifying it. We'll do half the money into, you know, a, a guaranteed salary and another half into, you know, a purse of some type of way. But, you know, when you got FedEx cup, like yep. you need to, you need to give, I think this is a great opportunity to give FedEx who's the, you know, the, obviously the, the major sponsor of the PGA tour, I mean, a huge opportunity to put more value on their name because now we're not playing for money. It's, you know, we don't have a $10 million or $15 million purse. We just have FedEx cup points and it puts more bonus, you know, it's, it's more emphasis on where you finish. Right. I think you could still give out like bonus money for the, the champions of each tournament too, just yeah. to kind of yeah, yeah like reward, yeah. reward the champions and make the majors still matter more. Like, yeah, they still, they're well, still going to matter more, but. Yeah, yeah, or readjust, readjust your readjust the uh, you know the formula for how you distribute FedEx Cup points also too. Yeah, right. To yeah. where at the end at the end of the year when you go to sit down, you know, some then 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 I think some players would be on board with this because now you kind of talk about you have to formulate like a players association, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I think more. you would get guys more, uh, you know plotting out their schedules a little bit more you might see uh guys playing in a little bit more tournaments which which obviously would hurt the the lower priority guys but at the same time the strength of the field goes up because guys are playing for those points like you mentioned there's more jockeying up there for that that guaranteed money uh for the following year so i think i think it only increases competitiveness in every tournament too yeah, it's just an interesting, just to me, it's like thinking outside the box. Um, how do we like to do that? Let, you know, so the PGA tour is going to distribute $750 million. Like, all right, well, let's, let's figure out how we redistribute the $750 million rather than just continuing to add to the already system. It's like, how can we sit there? Okay. Ricky Fowler, you finished 132, but guess what? You have this much, this much value to our tour. And so we're going to give you a bonus. you know, we're going to give you a signing bonus of three and a half million Plus where you finished at 130 is a $750,000. Um, you know, that's what you're signing at based on your finish for next season. But because of your value and what you bring to the tour, we'll give you three and a half million dollars. And guess what, Tiger, you're only going to play four events. We're still paying you $70 million because you moved the needle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than anyone in sports. You know how many guys practice on the, on the back end of a range during a PGA tour event? <laughs> everybody <laughs> everybody have you ever seen somebody practice on the back end of a driving range <laughs> never no. it's i mean that that's what he brings right yeah yeah it's Spe- pretty pretty crazy speaking of thinking outside the box uh yes we have, we have talked a little bit about uh those matches that they're doing and some of that stuff um what are your thoughts on those and if you like this idea it was mine if you hate it it was Bronels, but it's like a not like a horse race style match with like 10 12 pga tour players rather than just these match play style uh matches that they're doing that seem almost i don't want to say forced but forced they're dry let's just say yeah. they're, they're played out yeah. it was dry i don't i don't want to go listen to two guys who don't have personality play <laughs> 12 holes. i mean like the very first man i think the first one that they had when it was like Tiger and Phil versus Manning and Brady. That one was good. The only thing that was good about that was, um, you know, Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, let's be real, you know, and whatever, Tom Brady ripping his pants. But um, 
they're dry. They're so dry. So I love your idea of incorporating a few more pros. Like, so when you go to your club, you go, <laughs> when you go to your club events, right. You know, I got these horse races and you know, you got your member guests and stuff that stuff that the normal people do and they want to somehow relate to the pros. Right. So let's create some type of format that we can all relate to whether it's some type of horse race or, you know, maybe a two day, a two day deal where you have 12 guys on each side. Um, you know, just these little exhibition matches. I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, I used to always watch that, you know, Shell's Wonderful World of Golf where they had like yeah, two kids going at it or whatnot. But it, it's boring golf because it's just two people, right? Um, yeah. Well, there's a ton of downtime too that they have to fill because they have to fill well, all the walking in between shots. It's either commercials or it's... Uh, yeah, it's fluff. brutal. It's dry. Yeah. And you just you lose people. There's all this hype. And then after three holes, it's like, all right, when are we going to finish this up? <laughs> Which I is probably why they went down to 12 holes for this one. And then well, 100% exactly what they did. That's exactly why they did it. But you, you got to have some personality in there. If you open it up to 12 people, you get a guy like Harry Higgs and Pat Perez in there. You're going to have a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. That would be amazing. value. You know, you, the guys that they've had on there are pretty dry. Phil's got some, Phil's got a little bit of character, but come on. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, does it takes yeah. over everything he's the same every well, time yeah. i mean even robin williams would be boring in those settings so yeah it's a good point yeah yeah, yeah you can only do so much <laughs> um uh, kind of the last one on, on a little bit more of a, a personal uh note uh we just wanted to kind of catch up and see how things are going obviously there's been some uh some unfortunate events in in your your home province uh you know, some of our fellow Canadians have always been affected by the floods in BC. How's, how's everything going back home? It's not good to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm, my family was, um, you know, fortunate. They didn't have any immediate damage to their home. They had quite a bit of flooding at their business property. Uh, didn't affect any of their structures, but they had a pretty, you know, they had four feet of water flowing through the back end of their properties. They were able to get a lot of their inventory up to higher ground, which was nice, but they did have a little bit of damage to some, um, you know, raw materials. But I mean, there was a ton of people affected by this. I mean, you know, we're talking people with uh, just, I mean, total write-offs on their homes, you know, seeing homes, you know, friends of mine, you know, kids I went to high school with their parents' homes floating down the river, just going down the, you know, the bank and getting videos of that. And, you know, nobody should ever watch their home crumble yeah. down a bank and float down a river. Um, so yeah, it's a rebuild process, you know, and the rain just subsided here a couple of days ago. So, you know, now they're in the cleanup phase and the assessment phase. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough slugging, but you know, like I said earlier, Canadians, you know, we're blue collar, we stick together. We're, you know, we're all family and we're going to rebuild together, provide some assistance. Hopefully, you know, as we start to realize what the long-term lingering effects are, I hope that we can generate a little bit of funds to help some of those people that, you know, don't necessarily get the immediate response or, you know, help from the immediate response but not just merit, you know, merit obviously was affected. You got, you know, neighboring communities like Princeton that were just absolutely gutted, just wiped out. You know, we're talking eight feet of water going through a grocery store. So, you know, now where do you get your groceries from? And then you're talking about the highways have all been washed out. How do you, you know, the, just the delays in, in getting basic goods from the lower mainland, Vancouver, the ports in Vancouver to, you know, the interior British Columbia. So it's not just now the flooded communities, it's the entire province that are affected by, 
by that. So it's not good. Um, but like, you know, like I said, Canadians are resilient. We stick together and uh, we, we love to take on a challenge. And this is just one of those challenges. We got to step up to the plate and knock it out of the park. Yep. Very good words. Um, Cause it's, it's one of those things you hear about in the news right away. And then it kind of, you forget that that's a five year and or longer, you know, rebuild yeah. for McMurray still rebuilding from what, what well, happened up there. So I, yeah, and I think, you know, we're all subject to it. We you know we all see these tragic events happen, whether it's fires or floods or, or whatnot. And it's like, man, you know, that sucks. And you see the images and you're kind of, you try to relate to it, right? And you're like, oh man, that would suck to lose this or, or that. And, you know, I've been talking with my parents and they're just like, until it actually hits you, you have no idea what the impact is. But we see it on TV, you know, it's like, oh man, that sucks for those people. Or man, I would hate to, I would, you know, just, you know, it sucks, but when it actually happens to you, it's on a scale that you really have no earthly idea what that impact actually is. So I think it's surreal. Um, and it definitely puts things in perspective for a lot of people. Um, and so I just encourage a lot of people that, you know, listen to your show or whatnot that, you know, there are a lot of people that hurt out there, not just from this, but, you know, in future stuff, you know, cause this stuff happens all the time and just, you know, be aware that people go through some crazy stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you guys have anything else for Roger? I, I know he's, he said he wasn't really paying attention to who's in the QBE. We're going to ask you for your picks here shortly, but, uh, you're part, <laughs> you're part of the listener picks this week. Wow. Uh, you guys have anything else for Roger? Uh, no, nope. we can get into everything. Let's do the picks. Yeah. Um, so I got the teams here. So we're, we're changing up a bit this week. Cause we Harv kind of thought that we wanted to do pick the worst, pick the, the team that you think is going to finish last. Everyone tries to pick the team that does the best. And this kind of, I don't want to say gimmicky, but uh, random tournament as it is, why not try, oh, and, it's, pick it's the, gimmicky. Why it's not try and pick the team that's going to do the worst? It literally could be any of the 12. Yeah. Well, so, I know it's not going to be Kucher in English. Or are they playing this week? They've won this thing like four times. So yeah, times they're yeah. playing. Yeah. yeah. So do you want the teams or do you got them in front of you? I just pulled up the field. Now I got to get the, uh, how do I get the 12? I got the field, but it doesn't have it in the teams. I got it here. So it's Burns and Horschel, Connors and GMAC, Day and Leishman, English and Kucher, Harmon and Swafford, Homa and Kisner, Matt Jones and Ryan Palmer, Kokrak and Na, KH Lee and Snedeker, O'Hare and Willie Z. Poulter and Westwood and Lexi Thompson's with Bubba this year. Can we, can we clarify if someone WDs is that last no, place? They have to play the tournament. Okay. So you need to pick two of those teams that you think are going to finish last. Why well, you're going to take Charlie and uh, Tiger. And then no, I was taking Jason Day. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah. So you got two picks. Are you giving this to me already? You're getting oh, the first two picks and then we're going to draft them out after we're going to make it after. I got to find a team list. You guys rattled those off so quick. I have no idea. <laughs> Just pick, pick the two, the two players nervous. that you, do, you don't necessarily think are going to succeed this week. And we'll just throw the teammate with I them. can rattle them off again. I'm thinking, uh, who'd you say was playing? So we got Kisner and, and Homa. Yeah. I'm going to throw them in the bottom of the barrel. Wow. Okay. Nice. They're in off season mode. They're good, great dudes, but I think, you know, those guys are enjoying their off season right now. 
<laughs> they probably don't care about this tournament. I mean, all these guys are going to play good. These are phenomenal players, right? Like, I'm not saying like these. Guys yeah, it's just total random. Weekend. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, these guys are enjoying their off season right now. So I'm going to say that their golf game doesn't show up. Who's who's? Oh, and you got Harmon and Swafford. Um, Willie Z and Sean O'Hare. Yeah, Willie Z just got put in. So I think whoever was playing with O'Hare dropped out. So, him. man, Zalatoris is. Oh, uh, Steve Stricker was his partner. He's nails. Yeah, Stricker dropped out. Um, Kokrak could be having a little bit of a hangover from Houston still. Who'd you say Jones was with? Jones was with Ryan um, Palmer. Oh, Ryan Palmer. Tournament's not in Texas, is it? <laughs> nope. Naples. Naples, yeah. Palmer, Palmer won't show up. Like, that's now. such a hard, like, you got all these guys. Who's Jason Day playing with? Leishman. Leishman. They're going to play good. Leash, Leash is, Leash just, you know, he, Leash just shows up and is so good every single week. He's a team guy, too. Yeah. Who's Burnsy playing with? Horschel. Billy. Bill Horschel. William. I could see those, I could see those guys winning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, too bad that's not the question. We only have right, a few left. I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my pick. And I hate picking this because you guys are both my friends and I like them a lot. I, you know, Max is a great guy. Kisner, he's a good dude. But I'm going to go on the basis that these guys are fully enjoying their offseason mode and they're going to finish last. But you need to pick two. You got to pick another team, though. <laughs> Only one team can finish last. Yeah, yeah you got two, two goals at Two it. chances at it. And what happens when you pick the bottom two and both your teams finish in the bottom two? We'll send you. You got to come we'll back send you a week. I'll send you. Well, we're probably gonna send you one anyway, but send you a second one, kid size. Poulter um, and Westwood might stink. Yeah, yeah. quiet, quiet. <laughs> they're trying to help. You know what? Them. They're either gonna finish second or they're gonna finish last. Yeah. So we like. Um, I'll go with Willie Z and uh, Sean O'Hare. Okay. All right. Good. He's in. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, so draft funny, out, we'll draft out the rest of them, save you the time. So funny, funny story here about Willie Z. So I'm playing with him in Japan. And, uh, you know, he's obviously been pretty successful. So he's like, yeah, bro. So I just bought a Porsche. So my caddy pipes up. He's like, hey, you know what the difference between a porcupine and a Porsche is? He's like, no, what? He's like, a porcupine, the prick is on the outside. <laughs> And Will like that one. Uh, Willie laughed. Willie's a good dude. He's good people. He, uh, I like Will a lot. He's a good dude. <laughs> that is good. Uh, it's always good to end on a laugh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we we really appreciate it, Raj. I know it's kind of become a, I guess, twice a year thing where you hop on. So we we really appreciate it. And I think if we set our watches, we're going to be pretty close to uh, the next time uh, we talk. We'll be in about six months at uh the canadian open which we're really looking forward to hopefully that's uh we can uh meander yeah, our way through this uh pandemic to mm -hmm. actually get that tournament this year because we missed it and you golf back in canada yeah absolutely so hopefully uh that's a go and we'll see you there and i'm sure uh sure we'll have some fun so yeah well i always love being on the show guys so yeah hopefully, yeah Hopefully we're on sooner than later. I think after we win, I'll give you boys a call. We'll get on the show after we win. Big thanks to Roger Stone for joining us for the fourth time. Fun as always. Um, lots of good thoughts, as Harv mentioned prior to the show or to the 
interview? Yeah, like he just I, he was just he, opening up. Like yeah, he answered some things like I didn't an think he was going to answer, and yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, peeling back the layers of that that onion. Uh, not else much. Not much else needs to be said. Nope. Picks time. Pick recap. Pick recap, and then into. Can uh, be prepared a lot? I bet, even though he doesn't have his computer. So um, this one we just got a point. One point for whoever picked the winner. Yep. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, Bronell Mo- picked the winner. Moving on. Easy yep. pick recap. Uh, I think I have three points in the year, and they're all picked winners. I don't know, I've, I've not won a tournament this that year. That is yet. absolutely correct. Uh, and the standings are Canoop uh, 9, uh, Listeners 8, Harv 3, Bronel 3, Maddie B2. Ah. Um, <laughs> picks for this, obviously Roger made his first two picks, so that's the listener side of things. I figured uh, we would go Bronel picks first. Yep. Then I pick second because I picked Scheffler, who was second. And then Canoe picks third because he picked Burns and Reed, who were third. And then Maddie B picks fourth because he had JT, who was fifth. Okay. Sounds good. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, we're trying to pick the team that finishes last place. Yep. Like, it's a gimmick tournament. We might as well do a gimmick pick. I like that. Um, yep. Sorry, did I miss it? We're, Fun we're drafting out two, two each? Two teams each. You want the team that finishes last. Yep. Or the worst, if we don't pick the worst. Or the worst, okay. correct. What if there's a tie for last? We'll have to go retrogression. Ooh. Wherever, Nobody wherever ever knows se- the retrogression. Whatever your second yes. team is. Whatever <laughs> your second yeah, pick. That's yeah, that's a second team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Oh, that'd be bad if you got first and last. tie. <laughs> 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 uh, you got a little write-up of the course? Yeah, QBE shootout. Down in $3.5 million purse. Uh, Tiburon Golf Club, this is the third venue for this event. Uh, par 72, 7,288 yards. Uh, first round is a scramble. Second is modified alternate shot. Third is best ball for the partners. I love the scramble one. The scores are just so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, defending champions, Kucher and English. Uh, last year, they had a record 37 under par to yeah. win this event. So... It's, it's uh, birdie yeah. central. It's ridiculous. Uh, so that was actually their third time winning this event, which actually ties them for a lead. So Brad Faxon and uh, Mark Mc- Mark McCarron. I kind of think mm-hmm. Scott McCarron. Scott McCarron um, also have three times as well winning this event. Uh, it's been running here since 1989, where Curtis Strange and Marco Mira won the inaugural tournament. I can't believe it's been around that long. Yeah, I thought it was a new thing. No, that's <laughs> what I thought as I'm well. I'm an idiot. It started at, I think, Sherwood Golf and Country yeah. Club in California. was there for like 11 years, and then the shark got involved, and it was the shark shootout for a little bit. And then oh, I that's why, this. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, you guys want my top five? Yes. Absolutely. It's been so long love since it. you've done one. I'd love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, right. Your head. It hasn't been that long. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while yeah. since yeah. you did a good one. Top five bears sure. or whatever it was. No, that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done like three since, since then. Since uh, a good one for sure. Uh, so it kind of went down a little bit of a, a hole in this one. but yeah, uh, Just put all the pieces together. I'll, I'll appreciate the QBE it. The QBE shootout is in Naples, Florida. Uh, Naples, also a famous city in Italy. So this week's top five is the top five things to come out of Italy. Okay. <laughs> so... Okay. If uh, you say Francisco Molinari, this list sucks. Didn't even make the didn't even make it the on mentions. I'll, I'll lay that out there right now. He's not in the top five. Didn't make the on mentions. Perfect. Uh, yep. Number five, Marco Polo. Uh, guy the game ex- guy explored the <laughs> shit out of some lands, so he made the top five. 
big big that's, explorer. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's a, like a bottom three game. It's not even a ever. game. It's not it's a so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not the game. It's the guy. Uh, <laughs> well, the guy is named after the yeah. game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the, ni- <laughs> <laughs> the the number four choice is actually a game. Bocce ball. Uh, oh. I think it's a hell of a game. And if you hate the game, you probably suck at the game. Yeah. It also has one of the all-time clips of all time. With, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> That when guy, he, when he just find rolls that, that one, and the, it the step in. after the roll is the best part. Yeah. Yep, he knew. He knew. Find it. <laughs> find that find tweet. Uh, number three, I think we can probably all agree on this one. Pizza. It's kind of an easy one, but mm-hmm. pretty pretty easy number one. I think say. it'd be number one, but yeah. Uh, number two is actually the Zamboni invented by Frank Zamboni. In Don't, Italy. In Italy. No one needs to say more. Well, no. It, no. It came from a guy that's from Italy. Who happened okay. to live in Canada Comes at the time? Comes from Italy. I don't know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> My list. Number one. Most obvious one ever. Mike Piazza. Duh. Number one. Mike <laughs> <laughs> he threw that bat at that guy or whatever it was? <laughs> he was on Baywatch. He did a bunch of things. Uh, uh, got a bat lo- at Roger Clemens? Yeah, that's what it was. Right. He did, yeah. A <laughs> uh, long list of unmentions here. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. Lasagna. Firefighting was invented in Italy, although... I'm sure it would have been invented somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> eventually, anyways. Uh, Carbonara. The world would just be on fire if it wasn't for Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carbonara, uh, the Sicilian defense chess strategy. Uh, jeans. I don't know. Canoe probably doesn't like that one. <laughs> Phil Mickelson. He's uh, in the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. Do you guys know that? I didn't know. Just really? another thing he took over here. Mother's Italian. Yeah, he <laughs> took it over. Speaking <laughs> of that je- that chess uh, strategy, did you see that there's a Queen's Gambit board game? Yeah, I posted that in the <laughs> yeah. group. The Queen's Gambit board game. Some also of, first chess. Re- yeah, first reply is just like... <laughs> so chess? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 a couple more on mentions. Ravioli, uh, Risotto, Gelato, Mike Medano, Radio, and Jennifer Caprietti. Uh, That's it. My friend. Uh, a good buddy. Chucked him in there for you. Uh, He's American. Like Chef Boyardee ravioli? or no, 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 um, no, 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 Is cheese from Italy? Marble? Thought half I might of, get in half there. of marble. Mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Half the greatest cheese on earth. So number one again. <laughs> yeah. Half the greatest cheese on earth. Uh, all right. Let's get into who's... So Bronel gets first pick? Yes, okay, he so, does. So to recap, Raj picked Homa and Kisner, which is ballsy. Uh, I mean, he's got good reasoning. They're going to just take the week off. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he also took O'Hare and Will Z. So, um, uh, this is tough. I think they're all good. They're all good teams, obviously. I don't think KH Lee and Sneds are going to, are going to gel too well this week. So I'm going to, I'm going to take them. Okay. Yep. Who's next? Harv, I think. Me. Ah. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter. Yeah. That's I almost went there. I just, I don't know. They're either going to be good or bad, like yes. kind of Raj said about Holman. It's a risk. Kisner. Yep. Okay. Next. Um, I'm, oh, I'm taking last. Yeah. arguably yeah. maybe the worst two putters here, Lexi Thompson and Bubba Watson. <laughs> They're bad putters, yeah. But so I absolutely mean, putters, them yeah, putters, right? that's why you're <laughs> yeah. taking them. Okay, <laughs> okay, hell Harv. of a cover up over <laughs> there, right, one, buddy Harv. boy. Wow, I thought Harv was back to Sep. Yeah. I guess not. You got trumped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, uh, I have good reason, good pun. 
Okay. Uh, I guess I'll take Harmon and Hudson. Harmon Swafford? Yeah. They're going to be sneaky good, I think. They might be all right, but I just got to take them. Uh, I'll take Matt Jones and Ryan Palmer. Okay. Was it, isn't it, did Varner pull out? Yep. Okay. Well, I only wrote, wrote down. <laughs> tough, tough night for Harv over there. Only writ down. You might quit. Uh, I only writ, wrote down writ, one writ. more team. I don't know why I wrote them down, but it's Connors and G-Max, so that's yeah. what I'm taking. Yeah. That's where I was going. Connors will carry that team. Yeah, I know. But Maybe only so much. Tough now. It's tough sledding tough. now. There's all good now teams really now. Is. You take the, the two best players in the world right now, Burns and Cokeracker there. I'll probably go Day and Leishman. Yeah. And maybe Day just limps his way around to finish the week. Because yeah. if he WDs. Yeah. So I, I find it odd that he well. said he's only going to play like once every four months. And this is one of the tournaments he yeah. picks. I guess yeah. it's guaranteed payday. So. Yeah. So I have last pick and I have my pick of who's going to be worse out of the top three teams. Correct. Yeah. I think of the three teams remaining that the worst of those three will be Kokrak and Nah. Yeah. There's I think no way Burns and Horschel are bad, and there's no way English and Kucher are there's bad. There's no way Kokrak and Nah are bad either. Yeah. But I think they might be worse than these Kokrak's going to bomb it, and Nah's just going to make all the putts. It's easy. I have a feeling like I'm going to take Kokrak and Nah, but I think uh, English and Kucher aren't going to be good this week. Like sixth. No. Sixth. Hmm. No, they're not, not going to win. Yeah. No. That's not the point yeah. of this, though. No. Kind of All the ones that are going to finish at the bottom are already taken. If you ain't last, we you're to, uh, last. If you ain't last, you're last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but I wanted to bring it up to Raj. But uh, if, like, the whole Kevin not hitting that sand shot in that playoff to be right behind his ball on mm. the first playoff hole, we didn't, we didn't mention that. And then yeah, Kevin we, didn't, we didn't dive into the playoff too, too much. It. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, well. But, Next time. Next time, yeah. He'll be on again. <laughs> you never answer my question about how many times he thinks about it either. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I wanted it's, to. It's hourly. <laughs> no, if it was you, it'd be every minute. But <laughs> Before bed, every night for sure. <laughs> every he, shot. His every answer, shot. had he answered it, would have been, I haven't thought about it since. Would be his answer, but we know he's thought about it since. Oh, yeah, he has. He's watched it. All right. Yeah. That wraps it up. Big thanks to Raj for joining us one more time. Um, hope everyone enjoyed that interview and the show this week. We'll be back next week to recap uh, the QBE and head into the the holiday break. I'm sure we'll have we might have a clip show. We'll probably have awards. Who knows? We'll definitely have awards. We'll see what happens. Uh, but until then, it's time for us to hit the clubhouse.